It's not a... Well, I mean, I guess in some ways, again, what is a roguelike really? They're like, oh, someone's trying to uncover the Tartarian Empire. We can't allow this. We have to stop them. I like your idea of like, can we get the player to be lazy? Hey there, folks. Howdy, gamers. And what's up, game-playing folks? Um, I'm Isaac, and I didn't come up with one either. Oh my gosh. And I'm Claire, and I think that the Zelda series is all called Link's Awakening. That's, <laughs> and this is... Make, Make that, that game. game! Where we pitch the latest... The greatest! New video game ideas... That aren't ever gonna get made. Yeah, every single time she says, she says, I was playing Link's Awakening, and she means Breath of the Wild, and just before this, we were talking about, oh, Claire didn't come up with something, and the entire time that we were talking about that, I forgot that I didn't come up with anything either, so yep, that's, that's fun, great. that's great, that's, that's what we do here, we're professional casters of the pod. That's true. So, a little administrative information before we ride into the the making of the games uh, gallop right in there we are going to do a little change to our format if you're watching this on youtube right now we're going to stop uploading full episodes to youtube for a little while and just upload uh clips from our episodes and we're going to focus primarily on putting the actual podcast content on podcatchers like anchor spotify apple podcast or whatever so be prepared to transition from youtube to that but you'll still get make that game youtube content yeah so and if you hate that idea and you're like no you have to stay on youtube or i'll leave forever uh feel free to message us on youtube uh, <laughs> create a comment on this video engage with the video we're gonna li we'll listen to our fans here. actually yeah that's a good point that's a good point if it turns out that that's the worst <laughs> idea <laughs> yeah we can always switch it back up but uh this is the plans going forward so yeah look this will be the the last uh full episode on youtube for a little while but you will still get youtube content frequently um from episodes and from other things so yes so that being said claire do you have a game idea to pitch unto me what we do here is pitch game ideas to each other. <laughs> yeah. I know we kind of say it in our intro, but to be clear, that's that's the biggest main event that we do. Yes. Um, is pitch game ideas that we've come up. Uh, we talk about the game design in each idea, and then we see if we like it. Uh, so the game idea I have today, I do have one, thank goodness, is working title Fridge Magnet. And I like where this is going already. It is a resource management game where you're a goblin who lives in the fridge. <laughs> okay, all right, we're we're going wild with this one. <laughs> and you have to manage um, the produce and such and leftovers before they go bad. Okay, so you have to organize the fridge. You have like lots of like descending, I guess, health bars for every kind of type of item in the fridge. And if you put it in the wrong place, it could like make its deterioration faster like moving it to the front could encourage the user the fridge user to to eat it finally like yeah okay all right now do you think that this is mostly 
menu-based positioning, or is this like a, a kind of physics kind of game where you're a little character running around and like you can pick up and place items? I pictured it as a little character running around. Okay, good, good, like, good, good. That's kind of the fun. Is you're, you maybe you can like even character design your little goblin. Like that's I don't know. Ooh. You're just a little fridge goblin running around, keeping the fridge nice, making sure things don't go bad. And if like if like everything in the fridge spoils, that's like how you lose. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so if if all the health bars or like little management bars go down to zero, um, nice, I like it. Now, what happens if one management bar goes down to zero? Like, if all the produce goes bad? Well, I guess like, I don't know. I guess I didn't think this through super thoroughly, <laughs> but um, I was thinking either you have a way to like clean it up, so that could be one of your tasks is like cleaning up the like garbage fruit because because if if like tomatoes spoil but they're in the same cabinet as the celery then the celery could spoil faster that's yeah. how the real world works so like you have to clean up the tomatoes really fast and if you don't then the celery is going to go so it's like i think you do have a cleanup option but the idea is that 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 will take time away from like your other management but if you don't do it then it's gonna you're just gonna lose faster kind of right spiral out of control um, yeah. Can you leave a note to ask the humans to bring specific things? Like, if you're out, if all the produce is gone, <laughs> can you say we need more produce? I guess that's not something I was thinking of as far as like it's almost like grocery list management. But you could, because also you could suggest things that like wouldn't go bad as fast. Like if the milk's always going bad, like maybe buy almond milk because it has a longer oh. shelf life. Or Be like, like, hey, you don't actually drink milk ever, so stop buying it. Or if you like. You didn't like all of your, you know, kale went bad two weeks in a row, so you shouldn't buy kale anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be part of it too. There we go. But I don't know. Part of me is like it's almost like I don't know if the humans know that the that the fridge goblin exists. That's true, but so they don't have to. If it's if it's leaving notes, they could just it's if it's like a couple, they could just whoever sees the note <laughs> might think that it's from their partner. Okay. And then just never actually, like, have a discussion about it. Like, hey, those notes that you keep leaving. What? I thought you were leaving the notes. Well, we just assume that get... never happens. If you ever get a grocery note that's not in our grocery list app, then you know we have a fridge goblin. Exactly. Another thing that you could manage in this game is you have to be the one that turns on and off the light. Ha! That is kind of funny. If they open the door, you have to turn off on the light fast enough. That's funny. yeah. You have to you have to like Stop quickly get up doing. to the light. And I I do see this as a game that like it's not like a long form game. You'd play it multiple times in a row in a sitting. You know, like you're gonna try to get as far as many days in the fridge without everything going yeah. As possible. So it's like a shorter like coffee break. Like uh, I'll call it run based game where run yeah. is you know. Um, an attempt from start to finish. Right. You know, yeah. like a so roguelike not... run, but it doesn't seem like it's a roguelike really. It's not a, well, I mean, I guess in some ways, again, what is a roguelike really? But if you. It's a roguelite. Roguelite. Well, because I do think like in, in a sense it is because every, the idea would be that every time you start a new game, like it's the fridge will be different. Like maybe it's like right. a different couple or different people who like are, so it's going to be different ingredients in the fridge. Oh, um, great. You, this run, I got someone who really likes to buy ground beef. Yeah. So it's like, but like you might've seen ground beef before, just not that much of it. Who knows? So like mm -hmm. you get, so it is, it is in that sense where every single ep episode, every single run is going to be randomized, right? Yep. 
So kind of like that. Wow. I might have written a rogue light game despite absolutely hating that. It's actually easy when you don't know exactly what they are because then a bunch like you could accidentally come up with them. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, that's my game. I came up with it because we were talking about something going bad and then you made a little badoop noise. And I said, that sounds like the, the sound that like the potatoes would make as they go bad. And then I was like, that could be a video game. Wow. Inspiration strikes us from everywhere, folks. Exactly. So that's my game. I feel like it was a pretty short description, but you you can imagine it. It's imaginable. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it, it seems like it's got some interesting elements going on with it. I, I think... could see this game being made. I could see people playing it on Steam. There you go. So, Isaac, do you have a game to pitch to me? Yes. So I'm going to preface this with a little lore. I recently oh discovered the conspiracy theory called the Tart- uh, about the Tartarian civilization, which I've is I've never the, heard of this. This it's it seems like a fairly new one. Um Okay. Oh boy. So so basically the idea that that I've gathered of this and I'm I don't super care about representing it correctly. Uh in any way because it's just it's one of those outlandish like flat earth kind of ones but the idea is that modern buildings are all square and brutalist and you know when, when you look at a city skyline like you see all the skyscrapers and they're just like the same architecture they're meant to be cheap built with steel and whatever whatever the idea yeah. is all of those old-fashioned brick buildings with like cool arc architecture are built by an ancient civilization and humans built cities around them uh-huh yeah exactly exactly so i'm trying to think of examples but like they use like there's a, a western styled building in china i think it's like a town western, hall or a like post the, office the or something West? like like well western like architecture style well, okay, but that doesn't mean anything. There's a hundred million architecture styles in the West alone. Not a hundred million, but like at least five top. Like, what do you mean by that? Like brutalist? Do you mean modern? No, brutalist is modern. It's so well. No, those are two different. So things. the the conceit of this conspiracy, <laughs> one of the conceits of this conspiracy theory is that nobody in this like who believes this conspiracy theory knows anything about architecture. So they see a, clearly they see a Western style building in Asia. And they say this was built by an ancient civilization. That's why the architecture doesn't match. Western style doesn't mean anything. Correct. It doesn't mean anything. Yes. Correct. I read, I read, I skimmed an architecture book, like skimmed it barely. And I understand that that means nothing because like we've taken a lot of architectural influence from like all over to create like an America architecture style that also has like a million different variants. Like, People, people always have been curious about so other architecture. The idea here is that there is two kinds of architecture. There's modern and there's Tartarian. Okay? So My like, brain is exploding with this knowledge. I can't. Like, okay. So, so you have... Right, just continue. You, you gotta... Continue you gotta you, just turn off your brain a little and buy into this. There's oh. two types of buildings. Okay. There's modern humans... And there's Tartarians, which also were probably giants, okay? Oh, yeah, okay, now I get it. I wish <laughs> I giant. could come up with examples of 
like building names that you would recognize and be able to figure. I mean, they have anyways. To, so... So if we if we enter this world where this conspiracy theory is true that there was an ancient civilization called the Tartarians who had a global spanning empire millions of years ago, uh, and they built all these buildings and they lasted for millions of years, and modern humans found them and then built cities around them, but modern humans only know how to build boring, brutalist buildings. This game, Tartarian Legacy, is about being an explorer trying to solve the mystery of the Tartarian civilization. So you get in your helicopter and you fly over cities and you have to find the Tartarian buildings and you get into them and you you solve puzzles and fight your way to the bottom of them and and they give you artifacts that you use to then expand this global mystery. So it's sorry, like an sorry. adventure was... action adventure kind of game a la Tomb Raider. Where it sounds every... a lot like um, Carmen San Diego a little bit. No, okay. Uh, I haven't played any Carmen San Diego games. I'm familiar with like the. I think one of the TV reasons show. I think so is because the only Carmen San Diego game I played is Carmen San Diego: Lost in Time, and so they go they like architecture plays a huge part in it, and that's probably why my brain is like. But it's like an adventure, like you go yeah. to different time periods and find clues about mysteries and stuff. Yep. So. Yeah, so yeah, this uh so I'm specifically thinking action adventure because I want these Tartarian ruins to be filled with like goblins and other monsters. And not not a roguelike because I imagine this game be having like preset levels. But like yeah. you find yeah, the building, yeah, obviously. you land on top in your helicopter, you fight your way all the way down to the bottom and then um whatever artifact you find because this is classic action adventure uh causes the entire building to start shaking and eventually collapse like you take like the integral keystone or whatever so then you have to escape as the building collapses okay so you're sorry i was a little distracted when you first were pitching because i was still kind of trying to wrap my head around what the heck this is um especially because i googled tartarian and this conspiracy was not the first thing that came up so i'm like how did you even find out about this um but anyway, TikTok. Really? Yeah. Well, like well, a, a reel, reel, a reel on Facebook, or something a reel that on... came up. One of those things. <laughs> anyway, um, so so is your goal to get rid of the Tartarians or to no re- no no to, to to have incontrovertible proof that Tartarian okay. Empire existed, and in order to do that, you have to collect all these different pieces. Okay. So of I like that. I, what I concerned about is the building collapsing because though game design wise, like having to leave the building super quickly is really like, I get that from a game design perspective, but from a story perspective, it's like, if you're trying to prove the existence of the Tartarian race, making the buildings collapse would be very anti your point. Like, I know you want the artifacts, but like having the buildings exist seems also important, right? No, 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 no. Because the buildings have always existed and it's never convinced anyone. No one's ever been convinced by the buildings. So the buildings are actually useless in the pursuit of convincing people. You see? You see how it all makes sense? I have to read about this. I'm so Like, this is just... I will send you an article. Listeners, I just... this can like I am gonna have to go down a rabbit hole after that we record this episode. I need to know so much more. Like I like how you're just like yeah. So anyway, it's a fun adventure game, and you find artifacts and that. And I'm like, I-, I can't even I can't even get there. I'm so shocked by this conspiracy. But I like your game. I think it's fun. 
I think it needs like a million disclaimers with like, yes. this is all fun and games. Now, but uh, I... I- I, I want to introduce one more game because I talked about the helicopter at first, but a big part of the game is going to be like the 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 searching phase. So before each level, like so you know that there is a Tartarian building in, let's say, New York City. There's a Tartarian building in New York City. So you're flying in your helicopter over New York City, but the government that's hiding the new world government that's hiding the existence of the truth of the Tartarian empire has erected false Tartarian buildings. And so you have a scanner, so you have to find it. Now at the beginning, this is fairly easy because the early levels, you know, you see the buildings and you can scan them and, um, you know, you just find the right one, you land on it, you go down later levels you start having to fight in the helicopter in the skies because now the government is sending mercenaries and stuff after you to stop you. After you've collapsed a few buildings, they're like, oh, someone's trying to uncover the Tartarian Empire. We can't allow this. We have to stop them. So you you, you have to fight your way to find the correct building through all the decoys, land on it, get to the bottom, grab the artifact, escape. I really like this game. I think it's fun. I like how it's kind of like architecture plus fighting, which I guess is also kind of like an Indiana Jones kind of, like you said, Tomb Raider kind of like. Yeah. Um. I again, listeners, my I can't. My mind is. I need to know what buildings people think are these things. I need to. I just need to know more about it. But I like the idea that they're they have like decoy buildings because that's the only way it really makes sense, right? Right, yeah. Like, like oh, look, we can build these. But if you look carefully, you can detect yeah. that it's cheaper materials uh, or different details or whatever. So an expert Tartarian architecturist, ar- ar- archaeologist, can detect the true ones and the false ones if they observe it enough. But to do it under the pressure of being attacked by other fighter jets and helicopters. So, yeah, that's Tartarian Legacy. Or Legacy of the mm-hmm. Tartars. Le- mm, I like Tartarian Legacy. It, it gets my point across better. I like it. I like it. I would play this game. But I do think, again, it needs 100 million. Like, this is fake and fun. This is just for fun. Just so That's you know. True. Or, That's true. Or you could you could do a bait and switch at the end where you collected all the things and you have a real, like, um, archaeologist, real, like, the cutscene is like, oh, these are all from, like, blah, 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 actual American history. <laughs> it just turns out some buildings happen to be infested by goblins and monsters and dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. This is I, I do like the, and I do like the idea of, like, the levels getting, the level design getting more and more insane as you go on. Like, the first one you go on is, like, a normal building that you just kind of go through and, like, oh, there happens to be some goblins and stuff. But, like, by the end of the game, like, there's an entire, like, jungle from floor to floor (laughs) filled with like dinosaurs and whatever and you're like what's going on here but then it turns out oh this is all just this is not actually that i like the bait and switch idea i think this would be a really fun game i think i I I would definitely play it um man like i very much want to just pause the recording to spend an hour reading about this theory but i'm not going to no we have to i'm not going to we're gonna plow through um so I actually, I, a little a little birdie told me that Isaac 
has a honk and bonk today. I... Before we jump right in, oh. we'll tell our listeners what a honk and bonk is because we haven't done one in literally oh, weeks and that's weeks true. and weeks. <laughs> so that's true. Well, we, we started doing this in early episodes, but it got to be where um, I personally started hating playing video games because we were trying to play literally a new game a week and, and long yeah. enough that we could review it, yep. which is really tough. So basically now we just have it. If we've finished a game or gotten far enough into a game where we have some thoughts on it, we're going to honk and bonk it. Honks are game design elements that we think are fantastic and we like them and then bonks are like maybe this could be a little better maybe this could be better designed i don't know so that's what we're going to talk about next all right isaac take it away all right so i recently finished if you listen to our our most recent news show i recently finished a game called disco elysium disco elysium is kind of a point and click adventure rpg sort of game where you play as an investigator uh, checking out the mysterious death of a a person in a kind of impoverished, lawless district of a land that your precinct technically has um, jurisdiction over. And you get partnered with a cop from another precinct who also has jurisdiction. There's like a jurisdiction dispute, so each precinct sent one cop to investigate this case case you play horrible goblin amnesiac cop who is insane and makes really bad choices and the partner cop is straight laced does things by the book etc etc that's the basic conceit of the game so uh you get to create your character you get to pick up a bunch of skills now my first bonk with this game is that it it's a honk and a bonk, so it has a wide range of skills. It's a lot like the skill list of like a Dungeons & Dragons character, more so than like the abilities of a Dungeons & Dragons character. Or like a normal video game is going to give you like strength, agility, toughness, etc. And that's how you'll allocate your initial like attribute points. But this game splits all of those into like just skills and you only ever interact with skills like you don't really worry about like what your base strength is you worry about what your physical instrument or i can't even remember the skill names so it's interesting that they split it out into so many skills because it gives a lot of like depth in how you want to build your character or like what kind of situations the game can put your character in like it can have a physical test that doesn't rely on your physical instrument skill. It can rely on your constitution, I think, is one of them. Instead of just being like a raw strength check or whatever. So like a character that's good at strength is good at all strength checks. This splits it into four or five different skills. The bonk here is that the skills all have unique names that don't necessarily directly associate with what the skill represents so as an example if i told you i was about to make a savoir faire and i butchered the pronunciation check i don't know if you uh yeah, know what like those words d- mean yeah it means like like you know what you're doing you're cool so like if to put it into D terms would you expect that to be like a charisma style check or dexterity or like where would you fall that under it's kind of both because it's like it's kind of like it's like you know what you're doing with pizzazz with like okay 
Interesting. All right. So one of my problems is I see Savoir Faire and with no other context, which you, the game does provide context, but with Savoir Faire, I assume that it means, you know, coolness as in like conversation or coming across as cool. Mostly it is used, so it's under the Motorix category, which is effectively the same as like dexterity. And you use it for like jumping. Okay, I would not like, guess to it jump a gap, you use a but, savoir faire test. So I would say, like, yeah, that doesn't make as much sense to me. But at the same time, like, technically, if you're translating the French, it does mean know how to do. Yeah. So it's just like it's not. It could be used for anything, but I see what you're saying. Where it's like it's not. It's not. Um, what's the word? Instinctual to guess, like. What yeah, there's another skill called Inland Empire. That's a skill? Yes. Um, building? Is building a thing? I don't know. No. Inland Empire is your ability to talk to inanimate objects. That, that ability itself surprises me. Yes. <laughs> there is another skill called Half Light. That would be the see in the dark. No. It's actually no. Um, your ability to like find ghosts. Okay. So there's two skills. There's <laughs> Shivers and Half Light. And they both are to do with ghosts no maybe half light is physical intimidation anyways so this is this is the problem is that you have 16 plus i forget exactly how many skills you have a ton of skills not all of them have obvious names like composure okay i understand what that means physical instrument i can guess that that's like strength volition is like your ability to control yourself and stuff some of them make sense and then some of them like inland empire half light shivers they don't really have like an immediate connotation to the average mind so you have to read what they are and not all of the descriptions are super duper descriptive um in my opinion and i am also dumb a lot of people don't seem to have had this problem but this is this is one of the issues that i had with the game is what's going on What's going on with all these skills? It's cool that they have so many skills. I feel like they could have gone with some more generic names. Um, I recently retweeted on the Twitter account a thread that kind of talks about the same sort of issue. A game designer talked about how there's combat in every like video game because combat's easy to understand. You, you can basically guess that an attack is going to cause damage. Defense is going to defend against an attack. Like All of these things kind of make sense inherently. Like you especially if you have a video game context you like get what's going on but as soon as you abstract the combat in your game to be dancing now you have to explain a bunch of things like you have to help the player hit that abstraction of like why is this dance going to like lower my enemy's attack what about this dance that my character is doing is going to make their next dance less effective at making me feel bad about my dancing or whatever HP hit points represents in your game. So I feel like Disco Elysium tried to do something interesting and it ran into the flaw of, oh great, now we have to explain everything. And and it can it can be really weird in the moment because like when you come across a check in the game, it'll just say like this is a savoir faire test. And then you have to remember, okay, what's what's savoir faire? Am I good at that? Is my character is is that a charisma test? 
it'll tell you like what your chances of succeeding are but usually you can back out of the conversation and like put clothes on and stuff to make your skill better but this uh, is fun because it's like now you know what what I, how I feel when every time I play any video game. Yeah, you're well, just describing yeah. how video games feel. Yes, <laughs> yes, you don't have the context. Uh, in that sense, you might be better at Disco Elysium than I was. Well, I don't think so because you said I you, I have to read what they are, which you know That's... I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Who reads? Who reads? I don't play video games to read. Okay. No. So yeah, that's that's uh, one of my major gripes with Disco Elysium. The second gripe is a lot, a lot is gated behind random dice rolls. And this is a fierce debate that can be had. This is pure personal preference. Um, pretty much everything is a 2d6 roll plus modifiers. So it rolls two six-sided dice, adds your modifiers, which could be positive or negative, and tests the result of that against the the target number that you're looking for. So like jumping across a gap could be a six savoir faire check. And if you have two in your savoir faire scale, you roll two d two dice. If the total is six or higher, you succeed at jumping across. Now, just so, for context, are you talking about the game itself rolling dice as in, like, random numbers or yes. physical dice? Okay. It, it generates random numbers, and then it sells you Sometimes there's physical results. dice. You gotta be clear. You gotta be clear. That's true. <laughs> so, I came across this problem, and this is a very unique-to-me problem. The game will tell you you have, like, an 83% or a 97% check chance of success. And so, I would take those, expecting pretty reasonably to succeed but i failed so many of those so many times that it forced me and not really forced me but i decided that the only way that i could extract like enjoyment out of continuing this game was by save scumming which is whenever i came across one of these checks even if i saw that it was 97 percent chance of success i would exit out of the conversation I would save the game, I would go back into the conversation, I would make the test, and then if I succeeded, you know, carry on as normal. If I failed, I would reload the game, go back into the conversation, roll the dice again, see if I succeeded that time. Because I got so tired of my character failing at doing the things that they're actually good at, that I just... I, I, it, like, it happened, like, nine or ten times in a row, like, legitimately... And, like, my buddy who was playing the game at the same time is, like, oh, yeah, I was making, like, 40% checks and, like, passing them like they were nothing. Like, I, I have not, like, failed a single, like, major check this entire time. So I have this problem generally in a lot of games. Like, if my character is supposed to be good at something in a video game, like, can they please just do it? Can I get to a certain point where, like, it happens to me? The fact mm -hmm. is... There is always the chance of a critical failure or a critical success. So no matter what, if you roll two ones, you will always fail, regardless of how skilled your character is. If you roll two sixes, you'll always pass. Okay. But I was rolling those two ones on things that I had massive modifiers to. It, it happened so often, and it was setting me back... Um, where this all comes to a head, and why I guess maybe I had, like... Okay, I had astronomically bad luck... But I think that a specific point in the game where the game design, in my opinion, truly fails is at the end of the game, you've got your suspect, you're interrogating them, 
something happens during that interrogation that the game has kind of built up for a long, long point. But in order to get any value out of this moment, you need to pass a check. And it happened to be a check that I had a 97% chance of succeeding. And now I, this was blowing my mind. I was prepared for this to be the shining moment of the game for me. I was expecting this, like I, like it had built it up for a really long time. And I was like, oh my God, this is the big moment. I click the button to do the 97% check. I fail it. <laughs> and then the scene ends prematurely. I get no no value out of it. It just like some something happens and then it's it's gone. The game that should have been something where the game I mean if you had a 97% chance of succeeding, the game kind of wants you to succeed, but it like still because it's still random, you can fail. Yeah. It feels like the game should make that not possible. Like well, that failing isn't actually possible. But then like it destroys the conceit of its primary game mechanic and like the purpose of critical fails and critical successes. I think critical successes and critical fails in video games aren't a super interesting game design choice. But a lot of people would disagree with that. I think in this one, like in this moment, especially, where it has been built up for so long, I'm excited about it. I fail the check, I reload. All the wind is blown out of my sails. I go, I get the moment and like the moment is cool, but now it's not like the ultimate moment of the game. Cause you know, I obviously passed on the, actually, I think it took me three attempts to pass this 97% test. And then I finally got to see what it was about. Now having that scene, I do not know how the rest of the game concludes in a narratively satisfying sense without passing that test so if you were a character that had a lower chance of success you randomly failed or you just uh, i don't know did not even bother making it like i don't see how you could end the game and be like yes i am satisfied with how that wrapped up because it provides so much extra information and context to events that you cannot get in any other way like to lock that behind this random role that can have a critical success or failure and you know cannot be retried like unless you exit the game and then mm-hmm. come back in seems really weird to me and seems like a big failure of the game design if that much yeah. can be locked away but yeah that's uh basically my major thoughts on Disco Elysium at its core it's like a very basic point and click narrative adventure kind of mystery game uh you go around you collect items you solve talk to people do random checks and stuff so there's not a whole lot to talk about like the game designs but those are the major things that stood out to me so to recap really large list of skills is very interesting uh naming the skills in unconventional ways kind of hurts the understanding and abstraction abilities of the player and gating important things behind random skill checks with the chances of automatic success or failure in like a can destroy satisfaction of player can hurt how much they are enjoying like oh my like the sense of my character's good at this or my character's bad at this if your their character is like successively failing at things they're supposed to be good at destroys the player's like confidence in their own character um the other thing that that does is that it encourages safe scumming. Like if if you can fail something that your character is supposed to be good at and it gates important content 
behind that. Like a lot of these, like the failure, like you can either retry later you, with better skills or better equipment or whatever, or you can do another route. But there are certain things where it's just important enough that, you know, you don't want to fail at it. It encourages you to save the game, try it. If you fail, reload the game. And if you play the entire game like that, like, is it, are you designing your game to be played like that? Anyways, that's Disco Elysium. Wow, it's almost like you designed a game that has no random numbers at all. It's almost like yeah, important context. Important context. I am designing and developing a turn-based RPG with no randomness at all, no random numbers in combat, no critical hits. No random movement of enemies on the above world to bring you into combat. Nothing is random in this game at all. And then you put me in a game where it's, oh, yeah, 3% chance of failure. Oh, every yeah. time? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we all ready right. for a rapid fire round? Now that I've slowed us down a lot and <laughs> ranted and rambled... Are we ready for a rapid fire round? <laughs> we are ready. So a rapid fire round, we generate three random words. We have to make a game out of those three words, and we only have five minutes to do so. We have to use every single word, and we need to have a name for the game. Isaac, are you ready for the first I, three words? The timer just set itself to ten minutes after I set it to five. All right. No. Five minutes. Ready? Steady? Go. All right. I feel like we've done this one before. Not the words, but like... You'll, you'll hear it. Okay. Litigation. We've definitely had a law game. Yeah. Litigation. Transmission. Okay. And toll. Litigation, transmission, and toll? Toll, uh, yeah. Like pay a toll or it took a toll on me. Either way works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, law, um, if we've done a game where you're a lawyer, maybe yeah. you are a space trucker. Okay. Who avoids tolls okay. and has to also avoid litigation. So, you're a okay. rampant, you're a rampant <laughs> space trucker. I don't know why I chose space. You could be a normal I trucker. I was going to say, I was like, I was just going to say regular, but I, well, you know what? If it's a video game, why not space, right? Yeah, why let's, not space? Let's do space. Let's so do space. You, you dodge the space tolls, you dodge the space cops, and you get to your destination to- So it's kind of like a racing game. Like, I feel like you're like driving the spaceship, right? And you're yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you probably have like lasers. Pew, pew. Um, and oh, maybe if the you avoiding... want to blow up the cops- yeah, obviously. Okay, and... <laughs> all right. You can't be litigated against if there's no witnesses. Exactly. Um, and maybe the toll avoiding could be like a bit of a puzzle break. So like from the action, like the to avoid a toll, it's more of like a puzzle situation. But then once you do it, you have to f evade the police. Yeah, I'm wondering exactly how like a space toll could work unless it's like warp. So, okay. I was going to say, yeah, it's like warp, warp points, gates. wormhole. Yeah. Yeah, because if you are just flying through open space, like, okay, you just move slightly to the left and go around. There's like, no you can't gate yeah. off all of space. Space, yeah, no. Uh, so they have wormholes. So the puzzle is, like, figuring out how to hack the wormhole to let you through for free. 
and then you know you have to get a certain distance away from the wormhole with like yeah. the cops trying to stop you like hey we detected you went through without paying yeah. the toll yep and then you hacked and then our you system like, yeah you can either evade them you can shoot that there's lots lot, there are many ways yeah um okay great so we're gonna call this space evaders Space evaders, bam. Okay, two minutes and 16 seconds left on the clock. Space evaders, bam. Perfect name. No notes. There we go. Bam. (laughs) All right. Wow. All right, all right, all right. Wild one. Are you ready for wild one? Ready for our next three words? I am am not. I forgot that I need to read. Okay, I am ready in three, two, one, go. Outside. Discuss. Profile. Outside. We get so many talky games. Okay. Well, okay. Here, how about this? How about this? It's like a, it's like a mystery. Okay. You're a painter. Okay. You're an unplanar painter. So you're painting outside. Everyone at this party is going to get their portrait painted, but they're going to discuss with you important clues about the mystery. So you're kind of like an eavesdropper as a painter, but like, you have to, maybe it's like the better you, maybe the, the game play is the better you paint, the more they tell you. So you have to like be good at it. Okay. Now, I don't know. How, Did I go off the rails on this? I'm sorry. Now, now my, my question then is how do we make a game that can like actually judge your painting abilities? I guess it would be like the how close it is to the likeness of the person you're supposed to paint. So like, is it the right like skin color, hair color? Like, is the hair the right length? I mean, AI is magical. You're right. Days, yeah, right? I was forgetting about AI. We could link this into AI, use it as a tool for good instead of evil, um, <laughs> and instead of using it to generate art, we could use it to compare art to something. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we have like ideal portraits of characters um uh, yeah and then there's 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 no accounting for style though so you can't get you can't get abstract or caricature although i feel like there should be like secret like secret bonuses where like if you unlock like oh if you actually paint this person with a crown you get extra information but like yeah oh if through conversation with them you find out like what they would really like which again this is a a recurring theme I know it's a very yeah, yeah. But like, I do like it. Yeah, if if you can find out like this person views themselves as a princess, queen, prince, king, or whatever, you paint a crown on them, and they go, "Wow, this is really amazing." I was in the kitchen at eleven o'clock, and then you go, "I murdered the victim." Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. The mystery is kind of ancillary, but also fun. So that's and I'm reading a very intense mystery book right now, which is Mm. part of why my brain goes there. Okay. What's name? Is that our game? We've got the game. Um, we got to come up with a uh, with a name, game name. Game name painting. I've come up with a lot of names lately. I think you need to throw some ideas into the ring. Uh, painted faces. So like Paint- it like parlor mystery is like a concept right like that's something that people like that's a thing it's not something i've heard but i'm assuming yes well okay let me let me do a quick okay i've heard of like locked room mysteries that maybe cozy mysteries okay okay well 
Um, what? I don't know why that came up when I searched parlor mystery, but it's it doesn't say like also known as parlor. What? What? Um. Okay. Uh, okay. brushes. I got nothing. Brushes, sunlight, painting, uh, lines, uh, mystery. Hidden. Van Gogh solved the case. <laughs> yep, that's got to Van Gogh solved the case because we've got to be lo- short on time. We've got a minute and 15, 14, 13 seconds left. Like, we've got a solid minute left if we don't want to go Van Gogh solve the crime. I have to I have to pick it. It's a pun. I okay, then bam, with one minute and four seconds on the no, clock. The case. Van Gogh solved the case. Van Gogh solved the case. The painting game where you solve a mystery through gossip. <laughs> The, the perfect game, in other words. It is a perfect game. I think so. I think it it would also game. be a cozy game. It, it could be a cozy mystery. Yeah. A cozy. It is a co- I mean, I think it, it would fall under cozy gaming because, like, you don't, you're not battling. You're not, like, stressed out. I guess you could stress out about the murder, but it doesn't really seem like you're super involved. All right. Are you ready for our final three words? All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. Let's go. This is going to be interesting. I smell a city builder because our first word is city. Okay. Um, the next word is lazy. Then hospital. Okay. This is a city builder, but the conceit is all of your citizens are incredibly lazy. So every single citizen needs a hospital, a grocery store, like all the basic services within five minutes of their house wow that's a lot of resources that is a lot of resources and you have to earn those resources you have to collect those resources and that's the difficult part your citizens are incredibly lazy incredibly demanding and thus they don't earn resources either see okay i i like this idea but i i'm i'm hesitant because it's very much like anti the I saw a TikTok recently about the 15-minute city, which is the idea that you can walk to any. That's another conspiracy theory that right. I was introduced to recently. Exactly. Well, They're trying so the to 15... quarantine everyone to be within 15 minutes. That's the theory. Right. So, like, that strikes me as, like, this game is kind of about that. And You're right. Also, Let's not do two pro-conspiracy theory games. It's also games. very, like, anti-socialist in the sense that, like, it... It, it's saying oh, that like, people are just lazy, lazy and like if you you know and you then you as the government have to give them everything like that's so yeah for for moral and ethic reasons i feel like this is not a great idea so <laughs> okay game, let's flip I it around it. let's flip it around okay. what if the lazy one is the city and you <laughs> how, how well how do you okay. make the player play something lazy that intrinsically requires effort. Well, okay, that's so an interesting a... game design question. Yeah. I guess so like one one thing I was thinking which doesn't answer your question, which is a good question, but I was thinking of more of like like the hospital in the city is lazy cuz I was watching someone play a city builder and like one of the things that I don't think about as much in city builders is you have to be able to get ambulances to people or to be able to pick up like dead people or something. So like the spiral? The... Yeah, the spiral. Yeah, thing, okay. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. So I'm thinking, like, is the hospital the lazy one? But your question That's is, like, very you... anti-hospital, which <sighs> yeah. in some ways well, is, yes, where we want to be, but also... it's got to be anti-something, right? Yeah. I guess, well, um... when the word is lazy, 
<laughs> that you're right. No, but la- I feel like the word lazy, especially in like America, has a lot of terrible, yes. like really hard connotations. That that's what I'm trying to work. But I like your idea of like, can we get the player to be lazy? Like, right. I guess we have to define lazy gamer. I think of that as like not having to use both hands. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe you aren't playing a lazy character or lazy entity, but the intent is that you can play it while being lazy. Yeah, or like I think play so, it like, in a lazy way. So it's very slow kind of paced. Like, one kind hand. of like 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 Matchington or your Lord Match Mister Manor. Royal Match, please. It's it's I Matchington for ro- men. Oh. <laughs> wow. Because wow, it's got wow, a king wow. instead of a uh, fashion designer or whatever, interior designer. Yeah. That's wow. That's how it works, folks. Wow. 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 Okay. Well, how much time do we have left cuz we've been talking We have a minute and 22 seconds left, so uh, okay, so you can play this game lazily. You play it with, like, one finger. You can lay down on the couch, like, laying down on the pillow and just, like, swiping on it. Oh, and all you have to do is get ambulances to houses that need them. You're just, like, it's a point and click. Like Oh, so you can, like, draw roads. Yeah, basically, and, yeah. Okay, there yep, we easy, go. Easy, done, boom. Um, let's c- city, city, city planning is easy. It's not, it's not life or death. But it is. Okay, is that is that the name <laughs> no, of the game? No, it's not life just... or death, but it is. <laughs> well, because it's like it's lazy, but it's also like about ambulances. So. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Wee you, wee you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well. How much maybe. time do we have left? Pick uh, twenty-five seconds. What was your name? City Hospital. Uh, city planning is easy. Okay, city planning is easy. Done. Okay, with 13 seconds left on the clock. Yep. City planning is easy. That's all we got. The city right. planning game where you can play with one hand. <laughs> city planning game where you can be lazy and still have fun. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Mr. Who <laughs> oh boy. Anyways. Anyways, that's our show. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Thanks. it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you have games that you have honks and bonks for, if you have games that game ideas you want us to read, our last episode, we read a listener game. We're totally love doing that. Uh, you can email us, make that game podcast at gmail.com. You want to find us on social, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at make that game pod. You want to find us on Twitch, we're on twitch.tv slash make that game. And we are on YouTube, youtube.com slash at make that game. We love to hear from you. We love to see our comments and suggestions. And if you heard a game today that you think just needs to exist in your heart and soul and the actual world, we encourage you to get out there and make Make. 